These are Bora Voices. From our posh studio in Boise, Idaho, at Bora High School Library, this is Chuck McHenry welcoming you to Episode 7 of the Bora Pridecast. It's prom season in high schools all over the country, and we're devoting much of this episode to proms, past and present. You'll hear some sweet, nostalgic recollections of prom experiences past from a few of our faculty. Also, a few prom horror stories from the past as well. We'll go over some prom night etiquette for students to consider before they venture off to this year's prom, which at Bora is on May 5th. As always, we'll have the Hattie Minute. Thanks for listening. These are Bora Voices. These are Bora Voices. Now I have the time of my life. No, I never felt like this before. Yes, I swear it's a truth. And I owe it all to you. Prom season is upon us. And we have some teachers in here to tell us some stories about their prom. When they were in high school. This is Barb Butro, and I teach German here at Bora. Well, I basically went on four dates in high school, one homecoming and three proms. But it was pretty exciting in my senior year because I was nominated for prom queen, and I had grown up playing Barbie queen of the prom, where Barbie can choose to go on a date with Ken, or I can't remember who the other guys were, nerdy-looking people on cards. But um, it was my dream then to become Barbie Queen of the Prom. Now, where where are we? Where in the nation are Aurora, we? Aurora, Colorado. Aurora, Colorado. Yes. Back in the 70s. Nice. Yeah. So it was a pretty big deal because we did have Prom King and Prom Queen. It wasn't just one... And we had prom prince and princess. Yeah. So. It was a big deal. It was. It was. But most of the time, the candidates came from sports. And I was a theater kid. So that's what made me feel proud to represent a different strata of society. And, uh, well, the votes came in. And I was Barbie first runner-up to prom queen. <laughs> So I lived with that label all these years, but that's okay. That's okay. It was pretty cool. Well, you'll always be Barbie number one to us, <laughs> Barb Boutreau. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Next we have Amanda Schindel, who teaches sophomore English and accelerated sophomore, just, so, just accelerated. Mm-hmm. An avid 10. An avid 10. Yes. Um, I just was going to share that I grew up in South Dakota, so in a small town, and we had a tradition that's kind of different. Um, We did something called the Grand March, where um, you went with your prom date to dinner and pictures and everything, and then there was a certain time everybody had to show up at our school because the prom was in the gym, and uh, it was usually around 7 or 8 o'clock. You would line up with your date. Um, Or if you're going stag, you could line up anyway, and everybody would um, fill out a card and give it to the announcer, and you would be announced for the Grand March. Um, And so the parents would come and watch each person be announced and kind of walk through whatever the theme was on the stage, 
and then um, the first dance would begin when everyone was announced, and then we would start the prom, and the parents would have to leave. So it was fun. Do you remember any of the songs you danced to at your prom in South Dakota? Um, well, I'm not proud of this. Well, I mean, I'm, it's not that I'm not proud of it, but I know, I remember that we went to dinner and we cruised before we went to the prom. <laughs> we took a dam, we drove around the dam, and we listened to um, Biggie and uh, some of those hip-hop songs that were big when I in the late 90s. Um, but I'm trying to think what the dance songs were in the late 90s. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. Slow songs were big at the prom as well because that's when you actually got to stand up close to your date and not get in trouble. So, um, you know, any of those slow jams, Can't Fight This Feeling Anymore, um, Total Eclipse of the Heart, yes, going back to the 80s. We love the 80s. Um, yeah, those good times. Jed Boyd here, Pam Atkins. I went to prom in 1982, Mexico Senior High School. It was in the gym, I believe. I wore a light pink dress that I picked out of Vogue magazine, and my mother's seamstress, Stella, made it for me. I had to go with Mike Woods. Had is the <laughs> emphasized word there. And uh, danced the Stairway to Heaven. I went to a junior prom that's theme was Stairway to Heaven in 1989. So a popular theme. 1990, I went uh, to prom, I think it was at the Elks, a really fancy ballroom in town and <laughs> with a good friend of mine. Um, who ended up having the flu and being kind of green all night, didn't eat dinner, and then couldn't dance. But that was okay, because I just wanted to dance to ACDC with my friends all night. Sounds yeah. like a good time. In 2005, my brother was a senior here at Bora High School, and uh, he had asked me if I would go on a blind date for prom and so i'd always like hanging out with my brother i was like yeah that'd be a great idea let's go to prom together and uh and he's like okay i've got a friend her name's ali deluca and you have to be really nice because she's my teacher's sister she's actually miss thompson's uh little sister so um my brother and i got my grandpa's brand new 2003 cadillac escalade and, uh, and went to prom together, and Allie and I had a super fun time, and we danced. It was at the uh, Powerhouse downtown, and one of my most favorite memories in high school is going to, going to prom with my brother. Do you remember uh, what songs you danced to? What, uh, what songs were popular? Oh, Usher, Little John, yeah. That was, that was the anthem of that year of 2005 for sure. Next, we have Maxie Rogers, who teaches senior English and creative writing at Bora. Yes, um, my prom story is pretty nerdy, like Miss Butro's. Um, I met my date on the quiz bowl team, academic team, you know, nerds buzzing in, answering questions. I got to know him and uh, his guy friends, you know, riding on the bus to quiz bowl tournaments in places like uh, Downey, Idaho. 
Um, so what we had generally done, you know, in our kind of pre-prom days is, you know, watch Stephen King marathons and talk about one guy's goats that kept getting on his roof. And um, finally, kind of out of the blue, this one guy, Steve, asked me to prom. And I was so kind of shocked, so I just said yes without really thinking. And I thought, oh, how bad can it be? You know, I'm not very invested. I don't really like this guy. Um, so I wasn't really prepared for how the night ended up going. Um, um, my mom came over. And she helped me do smoky eye makeup, which I had never worn before. I'm sure I looked pretty raccoon-like when I went out the door. Um, somehow I also didn't have a prom dress. I was wearing some, like, cocktail-y thing that was kind of bag-like, and it was bad. I got there, and everyone was in, like, these poofy, satiny things. And so I already felt totally out of place. And, um, and my date and I ended up standing pretty close to a girl I realized real quick was his ex-girlfriend. And she was this kind of Rubenesque, Botticelli-like beauty with long red hair all the way down to her waist and, you know, really curvy, and she played the flute. I figured out they were in band together, and I think he had asked me to prom to run into his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> he spent pretty much the rest of the night talking to her, and at some point, I'm sure, you know, the, the tears started flowing. I ran to the bathroom, and I can remember, like, trying to swipe the the smoky eye makeup off my chin and do a little damage <laughs> control in there with bathroom soap. And the night kind of wound down pretty awkwardly. We ended up making, you know, s'mores on his front porch, and then, you know, I know I didn't see him again after that. Um, I'm sure he's some middle-aged computer programmer somewhere now, but um, I wanted to be sure and tell this prom story because not every prom story turns out great, and that's okay. You live to tell the tale. <laughs> Mr. McHenry, why don't you tell us about one of your prom experiences? I know you have a, a number of different prom stories, but if there's one that you think you would like to share, it's with true. Us. I have I actually have three prom stories. The first one that I'll tell is the most recent, and it's easy. When I first started teaching here in 1997, uh, 98, started teaching English somewhere in there. I was a junior class advisor. I was volunteered for that position, and I was the worst junior class advisor I ever was because I didn't know it was an actual position to have, and there were tasks that needed to be a part of. I, I do remember I went to one prom meeting because that was part of uh, one of the things I'm supposed to do, which I think probably still the junior class advisor takes care of, and uh, there was a movie that was really popular that year that I thought would be a cool prom theme and so the prom theme that I put out there when everyone else was still saying things like Stairway to Heaven or whatever uh, was a Jurassic Prom which I thought would be really cool where people dress sort of like you know the Flintstones and got out of Jeeps and uh, you know go to the Discovery Center and get some of those animatronic uh, or whatever dinosaurs they had anyway uh, it ended up that uh, I was asked to leave and uh, which was actually turned out to be a, a good thing so that I wouldn't have to try and establish any sort of prom rights ever again. And that was my only prom experience at Bora. But my own prom, junior year, 1982, it's a long time ago, kids, I had just broken up with my girlfriend. Okay, honestly, uh, she had broken up with me, and she'd been a long-term girlfriend and was maybe a week before the prom, and so... I thought, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go to the prom. And then my little sister 
said, why don't you take my best friend? And I said, okay, because she really wanted to go. She was a really uh, cute sophomore girl. I was a junior in 1982. And so I did. I took took her to the prom. And our own secret prom theme that year was, let's make Mr. McHenry's, Chuck's uh, ex-girlfriend, super jealous. And so I, of course, fully endorsed this plan. I thought it was a great plan. And uh, so we went to the prom. I don't remember where at this point. Uh, my date was beautiful in this really creamy white dress, and uh, I had on, I remember, a baby blue tuxedo, I think, with a bow tie and a cummerbund, all, all rented. And uh, so we go to the prom, and at some point in there, we decide one of the ways to make her jealous, of course, because uh, she was there, was to uh, close dance, you know, when a slow song came on. So this is 1982, and really the only real memory I have of music there was dancing really close with my new uh, date to Foreigners, uh, I've Been Waiting for a Girl Like You. And so there's a great uh, little lyric in that song that goes, Now I know it's right from the moment I wake up till deep in the night. There's nowhere on earth that I'd rather be than holding you tenderly. And then it breaks into the verse, which is, I've been waiting. So we're dancing really close. And at some point in there, I realize, I really think this girl's into me. You know, my my sister's best friend. (laughs) And uh, I'm sure I said something stupid to her while we were dancing very close. We sort of crab dance sideways over towards my ex-girlfriend because we saw her on the floor. And I remember saying something like, gee, your hair smells terrific. Uh, Or uh, you look really nice in this dress. And uh, we decided we'd dance really close right over by him. And the whole time I'm thinking, this is real, this is real, this is real. She really likes me. And I suddenly decided, I think I'm going to, yeah, this is going to be great. I'm going to start dating uh, this girl. And uh, after the dance was over, we danced a little bit more at the prom. Then we took off. And I remember taking her home thinking, I'm going to get the requisite, hey, I think maybe we should sit by each other at lunch on Monday kind of uh, kiss. And maybe we'll even date. And, uh, of course, what happened was she said, that was really fun. I hope she's really jealous. I'll see you at school. And she brushed off my attempt to try and kiss her. (laughs) And it just reminded me again that I spent much of my high school time being what I would consider at this time uh, to be wholly undateable. So (laughs) Many of us did. Yeah. It was an awkward time, (laughs) you know, so. So be, be good, kids. But you're not still waiting, are you? I've been no, I'm not still waiting. No, I'm I'm a happily married man for 33 years this year. Now, congratulations! It all on worked that. out, is what I'm trying to say. Even for the best. Even though prom maybe wasn't the best, your life right. works out. Okay. Look, I'm just I hate to be a, a Nostradamus about everybody's prom, but for almost 99.8 percent of the human population that goes to their prom, it's not the best. I mean, you, you won't remember it. I, you remember that it's a big deal, it's fun, it is fun, and it is a rite of passage. But for the most part, ten years later, uh, much of how you feel about prom will have changed. But that shouldn't stop you from having a good time this week. Come into my life. These are Bora Voices.
Although I am surrounded by teenagers daily, I must admit I don't have any idea what dating is like in high school nowadays. As a matter of fact, when I hear the phrase going on a date, I picture some guy with a crew cut gazing at his date in a poodle skirt as they share a milkshake. And I don't think anyone's done that since the 1950s when Mr. McHenry was dating. That's just mean. Yeah, well, but no, no matter how often teenagers actually go on dates, there is one night that has been the subject of movies, songs, and precious memories. Prom. Regardless of what dating looks like any other time, prom is the night you need to have your together. Attire, dinner plans, transportation, whatever. It's most likely going to be a night you'll remember and tell stories about for years to come, so you'd better make it a good one. Hopefully you care about making a good impression all of the time, but on prom night there will be a lot of eyes on you. Your family, your date, your date's parents, your friends, your teachers. And it is your night to show them you are mature, classy, and got it going on. If that's possible. Um, I think I can safely assume that on most nights when you pick up your date, you don't go to the door and then shake hands with their parents. On prom night, however, this is a must. Please do not sit in your car and text your date or lay on the horn until they appear in the doorway. Get out of your car, go to the door, and if their parents answer, introduce yourself and shake their hand. Comfort them that this isn't the last time they will be seeing their precious child driving off into the sunset with some nameless teenager. And it's always a bonus if you open the car door for your date. It's not sexist, it's polite. Oh, and get rid of the phone. You and your date most likely just spent a good amount of money on this night, so don't spend it texting other people or checking baseball scores. Not cool. Next, let's talk about dinner plans, namely dinner plans at a restaurant. As a former waitress of 10 plus years, I can assure you that prom night for servers is already hell. Don't make it worse for them by being a dunce. It's a good idea to check out the menu before you make reservations. And yes, reservations are vital. Spring is a really busy time of year, and unless you want to spend prom night eating at Taco Bell, you'd better schedule now. Seating at the table, taking a, a time, deciding what you want, wastes everybody's time, including the servers. Remember, you're likely not their only table, and others are waiting for her service too. If you're eating with a group of people, sit with your date. This may seem obvious, but to a great many, it's not. And if it's possible, you should also sit boy-girl, boy-girl. The other thing, tell your server beforehand if the orders will be on separate checks. If you forget this detail, the fault only lies with you when everyone's bill is off and no one can figure out how much they owe. Speaking of the bill, I cannot emphasize this enough. Tipping your server is not optional. Here's why. Number one, most servers are paid under $5 an hour and they take the job because they rely on your tips. Servers work hard and they work long hours. Number two, the servers, they don't make your food. If you don't like the taste of your food, this is not your server's fault. And if something is wrong with your order, it's also not your server's fault if you don't say anything. People make mistakes. If you are served something you did not order, let them know and it's their job to make it right. Number three, if you happen to receive bad service, for example, your server is inappropriate or unfriendly, tip anyway and let the manager know the following day. They want this information for the success of their business. Remember, on hectic nights when the restaurants are busy, unfriendliness may be nothing more than a stressed out server. Now, let's talk about how much to tip. The amount is 20% of your total bill, period. I know you've probably heard 10, maybe 15%, but nope, it's 20. And since most phones have calculators these days, it should be easy to figure out the exact tip amount. However, if you don't have your phone with you, there's an easy way to calculate 20%. Look at the pre-tax total. 
You do not tip on the tax total because the server doesn't bring you the tax, the government does. Round it up to the dollar amount, no change. For example, $35.67 would become $36. Then move the decimal, decimal one place to the left and multiply by two. So 36 becomes 3.6, multiply that by two, and you get $7.20. That is your tip. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Uh, make good decisions on prom night. Your choices will affect not only you, but your date, possibly your friends, uh, in the night, leaving a good impression and a lasting good memory. These are Bora Voices. I think I have an unpopular opinion. I don't like promposals. Well, actually, let's clarify. I like promposals just fine. It's just that I don't like them at school. If you want to go home and construct through elaborate poster board signs a promposal, that is fine by me. And then, and this is important, if you promposal outside of school hours, that is also fine. Actually, that's great. Not only is it charming, but now you have some excellent Instagram content, which is not something I will pretend to take lightly. But if, on the other hand, you pack up your props and poster board and drag them all the way to school, you should really rethink your priorities. Do you really need the attention so badly that you consider it worthwhile and reasonable to create this kind of scene? Look at us, you seem to say, while holding up a fluorescent orange sheet of cardboard blocking the already narrow corridor. Look at our love. Look at this public display of affection that cost me in total $9.54 in supplies and 20 minutes of semi-intensive labor. I push past the cameraman who is recording shaky vertical iPhone footage and wonder if there has ever been a previously recorded instance of love becoming a fire hazard. Thank you for listening to episode 7 of our Pridecast, or Promcast in this case. You can find us on Twitter, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcasts. We're always looking for material, so email us at boraprideCast at gmail.com. 